The show you're about to hear is a member of the Plains Talkers Podcast Network. To find out more, go to planestalkerspodcast.com. Plenty of decks don't get to draw three cards for one mana. Well, I mean, all the good ones do. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Matt. And we're back, baby! Uh, work sucks. I've been dying, and we're here to talk magic. How's he doing, Matt? Well, since I'm not a little bitch, last week oh, I hang was on. perfectly ready to... We're proud members of the Planesuckers <laughs> Podcasting Network. Now how you doing? Okay, since I'm not a little bitch, last week I was perfectly willing to record on Tuesday, yep. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yep. So if you want to blame anybody for this... Absolutely blame. blame. the students that are going to our <laughs> school. Blame my boss. <laughs> I wouldn't I've... even say your boss. There's literally nothing that can be That's done about true. it. Yeah, I I've mean, been... I've been working until I mean I I have been leaving the terminal that I deliver at for like seven o'clock most nights. I I just can't come record. I can't I can't agree to come record for two or three hours when I get off of work at seven o'clock. And oddly enough, when I leave work at seven o'clock, I'm not in the greatest mood. Yep. So I don't know if you've n- ever looked. Um, I've always kind of budgeted, and I'm not going to say exactly where we're at. But uh, we live in a college town. You deliver to a college town. Uh-huh. Uh, 42,000 people just moved in last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I think it's closer to like 50. I just looked it up. Uh, that was the, the numbers oh. for this year. Was It was 41.7. Yeah. 42,000 people just yep. decided to move in and last week. And you know what? Week. A decent number of them bring their own beds, bring their own mattresses, bring their own desks. And a lot of them don't. Yeah. Enough of them don't. Enough of them don't. Yeah. So it's been a... Uh, Busy week for me as well. Uh, work's been a little busier, which is for the most part good. I was kind of getting a little bored, just sitting in the office, not doing anything. That you weren't bored um, last night. Uh, I, honestly, I was. That was <laughs> half the problem. But yeah. I ended up, I ended up having to work like 13 hours yesterday. It wasn't the end of the world, but like, uh, it was a long day for me as well. Yeah. So I fully understand what Jake was going through. Um, yeah, I was sitting at Pioneer in it last night, wrapping up like round two, and Matt's like, "No, I was leaving. I we wrapped up round three. Yeah, and he's like still on this job, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, I was like nine something. You got you got wrangled into helping the plumbers for like four hours. Yeah, and uh, how much experience do you have with plumbing? Zero. Oh, uh, zero. Well, apparently, about four hours. <laughs> <laughs> so well on my way to being a certified yep. plumber. Uh, You're getting there. <laughs> What well, was funny? So at the end of it, and I'm, I don't want to go into too much detail. I don't want to bring up like specifics of who I work for and who I work with and whatnot. But one of the plumbers there, um, he was wrapping it up, and he thought he made a mistake. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right," because that one goes like this. Like we're looking at hot and cold pipes and whatnot. Yep. So it's got like cold hard, so it's cold hard water, and then there's cold soft, mm-hmm. uh, hot hard and hot soft. Uh, and I was like, "Yeah," and that one, that one, and like I kind of like. Like what he said made sense to me, and then the other guy came in and was like, "No, dude, you did it right the first time." And I, he was, he looks at me. I was like, "Dude, I don't know why you looked at me for advice. I don't know anything about this shit." Come on, Matt. Why didn't you correct me? <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, Jake and I have been hitting Diablo two pretty hard. Yeah, uh, we talked about it last week on our uh, uh, Patreon exclusive episode two weeks ago. Yeah, our last. Yeah, I'm sorry, used guys. to uh, recording I'm every week. Legitimately sorry we missed a week. I just we couldn't make it happen. Um, but we've been hitting Diablo two pretty hard. We played most of uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we're uh, level forty. I think we're fifty. 
we're we're in the high 40s, low 50. Yeah, because we're 50. Because I'm 50 the, I, and you're. I, yeah, I'm like 48. Yeah. Yep. We're almost done with Nightmare. Yep. So we're working our way through. Um, we're both playing barbarians. So I'm in a, a frenzy barbarian. Jake is a berserk barbarian. For those who have any uh, Diablo 2 experience, if you care about how I feel about it, the game is adequate. It's okay. It's okay. Well, that's high praise. <laughs> Compared to what I thought it would be, it is. And you haven't even got a chance to actually play it yet. I'm pretty sure I have. I'm Not pretty, really. I'm pretty sure the next 30 hours we're going to do is grinding for better loot. The The problem, though, is this is the, the one downside of doing it the way we've been doing it is you haven't really experienced what it's like to play it on your own. Like, yeah, for really. the most part, I'm kind of carrying you. I'm mm-hmm. showing you where to go. Like, you're not getting the true... And it's it'd be the same... This isn't something particular to Diablo 2. It's the same for any game. Like, and, if I was going to play Dark Souls and you just sat by my side and showed me exactly where yeah. to go, I'm not getting the real experience of yep. that. Now, I am confident I would not enjoy the real experience, and I wouldn't play it. I don't know. I Oh, I know. <laughs> well, I've played it without you. Like, I I mean, I, I have well, done don't some you grinding. Like about it? I just hate wandering around trying to guess where I'm supposed to go. And, like, I can't go here. I can't do this. I can't. I talk to every single person. I'm trying to figure out what they want me to do. But that is not fun for me. And, and it it's takes, fine. But no, it's not. but it may not be fun for you. I don't think anybody enjoys that. But the fact of the matter is, well, A, I would, I would probably disagree with you based on your own game history. Dark Souls does the same stuff. No, Dark Souls is very linear. You, don't talk, you just go for Elden Ring. It's, in your opinion, one of the best games ever made. Oh, it's, and, it's a good game. Um, but there's a reason I haven't played Elden Ring again. But what I was going to say, as far as that, is that's, it, as opposed to a lot of older games, the storyline and the questing is almost none of the game. So you would learn that in one playthrough if you just did it yourself. It's kind of like when I was tre- teaching you an area, or I trained yeah. somebody on a new route. If I'm in the driver's seat, you don't learn it. Yeah. So... You muscle through the, I don't know where to go this time. And then you're like, yeah, I go. Because it's actually very simple. I mean, the game can be sprinted through in like probably mm-hmm. two or three hours. Yeah. But like I wouldn't have, I'd have awful gear. I would, I mean, like, I guess realistically, I probably would just look up guides because I don't know how any of the gear works. I don't know how the numbers work. I don't know what's good. Uh, I have you. So I can On be normal, like, you don't really need good gear anyway. So like, I mean, I would be maxim. I, I would be maximizing armor because I don't know how, I'd, armor works very differently in Diablo and there's nothing wrong with that but like, I just be ma- I, I was maximizing armor I was looking at armor numbers because that's what matters and it's not what matters is resistance numbers or uh, perks and yep. what the perks do but like it's just but all you're talking about in my opinion all you're talking about there is you just haven't learned the game I guess but like, I, I trust me that I don't Particularly not, want to learn the game. That's fine. One of the things I like. I don't about, want to sit here and argue about Diablo two. I mean, why not? This, <laughs> sure, make up for an episode. But this is one of the problems I have with just in general when people critique a game. Like, if someone was going to take a game that you enjoyed that you thought was good and just sat there and was like, "Well, I don't want to spend the time to learn this," well, then you know, shit, you're not going to think it's good, right? Yeah, because you don't want to take the time to learn it. But like. On the other side of that learning curve, there actually is a very good game. Oh, it probably is. Absolutely. So it's just it's not even the style of game I traditionally play. That's fine. One of the things I do like about the Dark Souls series is there isn't um I don't know. I used to be on the, I used to be kind of on the loot train when I played like Destiny. It was kind of fun to grind for loot, and I've just kind of grown out of that. Like Dark Souls, it just gives it to you. Like yeah. there's there's no well, there's there's some drop rates when it comes to like killing uh knights you can get their sword. Yeah. And there are people who go on insane runs to get, like, these... There are weapons that have, like, a 0.05% drop rate, and you have to kill the same enemy a thousand times. That's very Diablo. That's very gaming in general. But, like, the important ones, you kill the boss, you get his weapon. Yeah. And that's... I don't have to worry about... I can... I can uh, it's much more linear. It's much easier. That's probably a big part of it. 
Everyone can can rage on me. It's much easier. I play the easier games, uh, but it's just easier and simpler to get the weapons I want. It just kill this guy, kill this guy, or get his soul and transmute it into the the weapon you want. Yeah. See, <coughs> I'm like not, I'm not cutting that out. When I coughed, I'm a human. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I'm not actually a robot that plays elves. <laughs> God, I lose like elves. I lose like you do. Yeah. Well, um, to me, like. I look at a lot of that stuff. It's kind of the same thing in like Final Fantasy XI. When I finally get a game that I'm really into, I look at it as like building an account. So like with Diablo, that's one of the things I enjoyed when you started playing. I was like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I've got somebody well, who can use all this gear that, yeah, that I just pack rat. That, that's a huge thing. I get to, I get to cheat the system. And but that's and just that, like, here's the best level gear. Here's the best level gear. And the flip side of that, though, the downside for you is you don't actually get to experience any of the rush of getting any good gear, even if you're not grinding for it. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's happened multiple times where like a legendary drops and it's like, yeah, that's worse than the one I already gave you. Mm-hmm. So like when you're actually playing your, that's, that's the hook that gets people like, you know, yeah. you got to set the hook and be like, Oh, that felt really good to get that fuck. And I mean, again, you've played loot games before borderlands and shit like that, but how like you're playing borderlands too. And you get that, you beat a boss and he actually does drop that legendary. That feels amazing. You're well, like, yeah. So here's another part of that. I didn't know that existed in gaming. I didn't know it was a thing. So like I've played all the borderland games. I didn't do boss runs. Yeah. Cause I didn't, if I played through a game. Yeah. But you knew borderlands had randomized loot. I, yeah. And I just thought that it was all randomized. Like I never thought I never, I, uh, I never looked up like, oh, what's the best gun? What's the and so I wasn't like, oh, if I can just kill this guy enough times, I'll get this amazing gun. I just that these numbers are higher than those numbers. Yeah. So like, I don't. I have never played a game for that chase because I didn't know it existed. And I just, I just didn't play. I didn't play these styles of game well, when I was a younger. Diablo and Diablo two are the ones who fucking started the whole thing. And they're very good at it. Apparently, <laughs> that's the. And that's, if you don't like that style yeah. of gaming, you can def- definitely blame Diablo one yes. and two for that because that's where it all and started. I'm not throwing shit on anyone who enjoys it. Obviously, it just wasn't the kind of games I played. It wasn't the kind of thing I did. And so like that. Well, whole, your like, fun is wrong. That's yeah, it definitely is. I play blue white control. My fun yeah. is wrong. There's a lot of people that on, on Pioneer Monday that agree when I go with S for control and just uh kill that, kill that, kill that, go. Yep. Kill that, kill that, go. And I just go, Hey Jake, I'm making land drops and I have all my colors. Go ahead. Oh, that's weird. You don't have any blue. Yeah. <laughs> what a shame. Or what Matt does is go, I'm gonna give it indestructible three times and double strike trample and plus ten plus ten. Yeah. Take twenty. Take twenty. But yeah, we've been playing Diablo. It's fun. I enjoy. I enjoy hanging out with my friends. I play. Uh, I play. A, I, most of the gaming I do these days is I find some friends and we play just some fun games that are whatever. And then I, I play them until I get burned out and I take a break. Yep. I played some Super People with uh, some other friends of mine. Um, I don't want to say who they are because it's kind of like clout chasing because they're actually kind of popular. Yeah, I mean... But uh, they love playing a game called Super People, which is very similar to like. Um, Apex or Fortnite, those battle royale games where you drop find gear, and there's kind of a there's a crafting system in where you don't have to find a, a level five SKS. You can find a level one, and uh, on your map it'll ping near you all the upgrade materials, and you can go find them, upgrade the materials, and upgrade the gun. So you're less limited on just finding good gear. Mm-hmm. And I usually am good for about uh, six or seven matches before I'm about ready to throw stuff at the wall. And that's just what we do is they hop on and they play and I play for four or five, six matches and I go, well, guys, I'm going to go hurt myself. That's see, that's the so the longer I've been in game when I was younger, uh, I'm 36, so I'm not old, but I'm old enough that um, that I don't have the reflexes of young people anymore. And 
that's one of the things that drives me nuts in, nuts in like Twitch-based games because you might as well... F- There's more to it than this, but it basically boils down to who's tallest. Yeah. It's who's youngest in general. Like there's like if you look at the competitive shooting scene, how many 40-year-olds are there? Yeah, they're all relatively young adult or young men or young women. Right. That, the, and I mean, it's 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 part of that. And it's also like they're also the people that spend well 4,000 <clears throat> hours practicing. But the flip side is it, like I'm the perfect age that if the... If age wasn't getting to me, the the 30 to 40 year olds are the people who grew up doing this. We would by definition, we have we started with Goldeneye and worked our way all the way up mm-hmm. to this stuff. Like just on number of years playing first person shooters, we have the experience. Yeah. In most other fields, experience actually matters. And to some degree it does mm-hmm. in Twitch kind of games. Most of it though is Obviously, you need to learn the game itself, yeah. and everyone can do that. A lot of it is just being but the fastest. Every pro is going to learn the game relatively equally, and then it's going to be who's the fastest. Yeah. So, yeah. like, that's one of the reasons why I can't play those anymore, because you cannot, I cannot have fun playing a competitive first-person shooter like PvP when I play it once a week. Yeah. I, because I, I just, that. I'm just somebody for these 15-year-olds to kill. Yep. And that happens a lot. And that's that's what gets me about those kind of games, and that's one of the reasons why I've pivoted to like cooperative games, yeah, <clears throat> or like games that I don't mind a fast pace, but I don't my I don't want fast paced and PvP. I don't mind slow paced and PvP, like playing Magic, where like yeah, there's, there's no speed. There's no speed. Yeah. Like I just need to know the game and whatnot, and I can play. Like I'm a reasonably good yeah. Magic player, but I cannot like aim with, with only minor exception. And basically, it's Dark Souls because Dark Souls is just one of the best. Dark Souls, the Dark Souls brand is just one of the best. FromSoft makes some of the best fucking games ever, not the best, but some of the best. With with, with the exception of them, I almost don't play anything that isn't PvP. I just, I, it's all about gaming for me is all is mostly about um, competitive fulfillment. I, I get I get fulfilled from getting to do a competitive thing, and that's why I play. That's like why I play games. That's when I go home. I'll usually play like. Uh, I'll play Call of Duty. I'll play like four or five rounds, and then whether I'm doing good, like whether I'm doing good or bad, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm done being alone. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's what it is. I just have to sit alone in my room, and I'll play or on the couch, and I'll play Call of Duty, and I'll, like, I've had games where like I'll I'll lose six in a row and get in a shitty mood and lose. And it's that's part of it, and leave, or like I'll win six matches in a row, and I bet my KD's eight, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm done now. Yeah, I, the competitive because playing those, <clears throat> just playing those alone, just like, eh, it's just. Sitting alone in a room is only so much you can do. Yeah, and I, I've experienced a lot of that, too, with just, like, in general, going through things that sucks helps if you have people by your side. Oh, yeah, infinitely. Uh, so, like, <laughs> even getting curb stomped can be fun if you're oh, it's, it's, with I, your friends. Yeah. <coughs> I um I think that gaming is, like, 40%. I, I think, like, I, I play the games. I play I play Overwatch alone. I play Call of Duty alone. Um, I used to play Apex alone. And I think you're getting, like, 40% of the game. That's that's what I feel like. I feel like I get forty percent of the that. fun. Like sixty yeah. percent of the fun is coming from being with your friends. So yeah, like, to me, when you play those games, you play alone to practice and learn the game, and then and, you're like, "Hey guys, want to play?" And that's why I always end up playing games I don't particularly like because my friends are there, and that's sixty percent of the game is having yeah. my friends there. But yeah, I'm at the, I'm at the point where I seek the the only competition I really enjoy in gaming is when two people are running in parallel. So like, I like the speed running type of competition oh, yeah. where like you and I are in competition to see who can beat this game the quickest. Yeah. But you're not, but we're not, yeah, I don't other. really like adversarial stuff, especially among my friends. Cause we used to do that all the time. I used to play fighting games all the time. Like yeah, all like that kind that. of crap. Um, 
but just in general, just like competing with your friends. When you, I see them once a year, I don't mm. want to spend the time pissed off at them. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, you and I obviously see each other more than that. But even then, like the time we have is limited and I don't want to spend most of it. Like, so we're playing magic and I curb stomp you. Every it's, single time. Well, not every time, but like just in general, say one game I beat you and then I beat you again. And then, oh yeah, okay, now I've beat you three times in a row. The feelings you're having towards me are not positive, and I, they get less and less positive as the yeah. night goes on. Yeah. Once I've lost my third or fourth match, I'm like, well, I'm kind of done playing Magic for a while. Right, as opposed to you and I could sit down and play, uh, just for argument's sake, Diablo 2, yeah. and we could struggle against a boss, and we'd have a shared bonding experience yeah, of yeah. struggling against an outside thing. We could also play like Overwatch and have a shared experience struggling against the other team. But I, I get what you're saying. The problem is I don't have any friends that play these games, and these like they're not fun to play when you start. They're yeah. not, and I get that. Like One of the reasons I like playing Overwatch so much is I've played thousands of hours of Overwatch. Yep. Like, one of the reasons I like playing Call of Duty, not this particular one, but I played thousands of hours of Battlefield and Call of Duty shooters. Like, they're all the same. They're all different, but they're all the same. Yeah. And <clears> I just don't have any, I just don't have any people that, like, have a couple hundred hours in and are like, yeah, let's go fire up some Call of Duty and play her. And even, like, the new Call of Duty, all people are doing these stupid Battle Royales, and I hate Battle Royale. Yeah, I, I you and I, uh, along with Alex, our dearly departed friend, uh, played some Apex, and if I had to pick a first-person shooter style, it would not be that. Yeah, it's I don't enjoy. That. I that's, like deathmatch, where it's just like we're just gonna see who can kill fifty I people just, the first. I, yeah, that's why I, I play Call of Duty. I usually play Conquest, but it's just it's just yeah. Yeah, Conquest is fun in like a Battlefield. Yeah, or is that the one where you try to take the map? Where you progressively try to um, take the map? On the larger maps, yes. The traditional style is there's like three to five checkpoints. Yeah. And you try to capture checkpoints. And if you hold more than half the checkpoints, you start bleeding away their life. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what like I that. like I like any game where it's like go and play, die, just respawn to it again. And I get to I get to I get the same weapons, I get to know what I'm dropping in with, I get to kind of cater my builds to what I want. I want sniper build, I want a shotgun build, I want a rifle build, I want this style of armor, I want these style of concussion grenades or flash grenades or real grenades. Yeah. And that's, you, know, you know you get the exact opposite when you're playing things like Apex or Battle Royales. It's play you, with whatever you can dig you up. You play with what you find. Yeah. And the way those games are a lot of times is who gets the drop on who, or who gets pinched by who. That's like and I, I'm well when you're bad. Yeah. When you're bad at the games, is how it is. People that are good at the game, that's not, that's not how it is. But people like me, it's just like yeah, who sees who first and gets the drop, or who's fighting and then who comes in and pinches the team and finishes them off. Like yeah, that's what happens every time. But that's what people like to play, so that's what we play. Yep. We used to, one of the, uh, we need to get to Magic, but one of the cool games I played, and this is, this game's laughably bad by modern standards, but I really liked the design of it, was uh, the original Rainbow Six. So you had missions, and I'm, I know they've made other games that are similar, but say you've got a house and there's hostages in it and there's terrorists in there, you have to mm -hmm. go in there and kill all the terrorists without them. The fun thing to me was just planning it. Yeah. And you were in. It was. A, I was playing it on PlayStation because I we were poor and didn't have a computer. Yep. And you could switch. You'd have your team, and you could switch between them in real time. Uh, but you'd like they wouldn't do anything if you weren't in them. Yeah. So like, the cool thing was is one person. So I have a house. I go and move a guy to the front door, get a guy in the window, get a guy on the second floor, and then like switch to the guy in the. You know, like throw a grenade in, switch characters, kick in the door, shoot a guy, switch characters, yep. move it, and like doing that all. You get but to like, run the whole SWAT team. Yeah, and... but doing that with multiple people would probably be a lot of fun. That's, That'd be something that would be yeah. kind of cool. I, and I think they've got that. That's exactly what 
and it's not the new Rainbow Six at this point, but Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, that's the um, one. Which I actually bought because it was on sale. My friends said they'd play with me, and they won't because that's not how it works in this world. Not you, the other friends. Yeah. Like, that's what that is. Is like you and your team of five, you get like a minute to do whatever you want in the house, and then we're coming in. Yeah. And our job is to come in and kill you or skip the hoshes or whatever. Because, like, that would be fun. I could enjoy that. But no, we don't want to do that. We want to play Super People because they don't listen, so I can say it. I, They fucking want to play their dumb fucking game. <laughs> I already have one friend, one set of friends that just want to play their dumb fucking games. Noah, who also doesn't listen, just wants to play WoW. He only wants to, and it's it's, it's retail WoW. It's not even the old WoW. <laughs> even Matt, Jake knows the old WoW's better than the new WoW. <laughs> I don't like the old WoW either, but... I didn't say good. Yeah. I said better. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking Matt over here just wants to play Diablo. Hey, I've given you a litany of this. Yes. And I have joined you on a couple. Yeah, you And have. we've met in the middle on a couple. Some. Borderlands. We've Borderlands, Minecraft, um, stuff yeah, we, like that. Yeah, we did we did we did the way I wanted to play Minecraft for about a week and then we jumped into modded Minecraft. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's the way I wanted. That's the way. It's always what the majority wants, and that's how the group should be run. Yeah, but you were having a blast on Modern Minecraft. It was Minecraft still fun until that until that server crashed. You were yeah, it was fun. It was cool. Time. It was definitely cool. And it's it's what the group wants, and I try to be open to try new things and try. It's fine. I'm not mad about it, but like the number of times that like I've gotten a group of friends and we go play the game I want to play for a while, so we all get good at it, or even like past level ten, is is small. But that's whatever. It's about hanging out with your friends. It's not about getting to play something other than first person shooters. Yep. My my fun <laughs> is indeed wrong. But uh anyway, since we're And we did beat Borderlands too and you wanted to play that, so suck it. Magic. Yeah, we did. But like that was I just I'd already I'd I'd played the Shadow Board. I'd played Borderlands 2 like five times the campaign. Well we all had. Yeah, because yeah, Borderlands, well, Borderlands 2 is amazing. Well that was one of those that was one of the games where it was like, hey, we all play we this, all play let's just play this. Yeah. Yeah. That was like that was to me that was the meet in the middle thing. Where yeah, it's yeah. like everyone likes Borderlands. We, we should all, all yeah, just play Borderlands. The, we played the fuck out of Borderlands. Hey, we also I played Tiny Tina's with you. <laughs> yep. That is true. And I think we got to level ten. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the game sucks. Bad. So we actually haven't seen each other. Like, like we didn't yeah, record we, last week. We also haven't seen each other in a few weeks. Yeah, we've so. just been working. We're getting a little too. We're getting a little long here, and we're gonna try to keep yeah. the episode a little short. So we're probably gonna do like, like probably thirty minutes each on Legacy and Modern because it's late, and we're gonna be recording later now, and the episodes are just gonna have to be a little shorter, and that's just for the time being. Um, let's hop over. Oh, I we have to do our shout out. So, uh, big shout out to all of our patrons. Uh, before we move on, I always I always want to tell our patrons we appreciate them very very much. We have Emperor who gets our stuff on Reddit every week. We have Ramblin' Rogue, Derek Ashley, Derek and Ashley with the Family Gathering podcast. We have Eric, Monowolf, Ethan, CJ, Nate, and Jameson. Uh, shout out to I believe it's Emperor and Jameson for their terrible takes in our Discord on Legacy decks. <laughs> the stock elves list. Whatever, guys. Um, but I, we appreciate all of our patrons uh, very, very much. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel. Uh, any level of support gets you into our private Discord where we're, I mean, got to be honest, I'm shocked at how active that Discord is. I was really worried that we were going to get a couple patrons and there's just no one going to post in it ever. And there's always someone talking about something, whether it be like legacy, modern, pioneer, just the general, the spoilers, all that stuff. So uh, if you want to hop into our private Discord, and it's also a great way to talk to me and Matt, like, I'd be like, we see them. We see every message on there. If you want to talk to us very directly, it's very easy to do. Uh, before we move on, one quick shout out to the 
Plane Soccer's podcasting network, or the Plane Soccer's podcast, where a member of the Plane Soccer's podcasting network, Will and Aramis, hit them up on twitch.tv forward slash Plane Soccer's podcast Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Monday is your standard slash commander-oriented podcast. And then Wednesday is our live play Commander Craft, where you can watch them play Commander Live. And if you join their Discord, discord.planesoccerspodcast.com, you can very easily get into one of those games and play with them. Alrighty, Matt, uh, we're all wrapped up. How's Legacy looking? Uh, this week, it doesn't look bad at all. I saw I, that. So we need. So clearly, if we just take a week off once in a while, yeah, maybe it's our fault. It's it's correlation is causation. Well, clearly, you can tell that because of all the people who correlate with saying that they are all causing bad shit exactly. themselves as well. Yeah. So after butchering logic and reason, I do love that that has become like the hallmark of people saying. It's like the reason that's a saying is because it's the minority of the time. Yeah. Correlation does not equal causation always. But it does a lot of the time. But it's just that's just the hallmark. Like, hey, correlation ain't causation. Well, so the argument is supposed to be when you're talking about things that are completely unrelated. Yeah. So like in my econ class at, in college, they were doing like, you know, the 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 length of many the length of skirts in the stock market. Yeah. And it's like those two things aren't related, yeah. but just because they correlate where, you know, when the as one goes down, get, one, yeah. when the short the skirts get shorter, the stock market goes up. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're related. Yeah. The funny it's, thing is, I could actually see a case where it would be inversely related, where the more successful people they, the more successful people are, the more uh, risque they dress. Yeah, maybe. The, like you, that, could, you could see, but you could see it, but like there, obviously, I'm not saying that's connected. There's a million examples where Correct. there's clearly no link between them. But the problem is, a lot of the times there there are two things that are definitely linked, and the right. correl- correlation is causation. Yeah, like health and, things are often yeah. linked. Sorry, guys. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> this is just a little stupid tangent that probably you all know. Uh, as far as the top 32 of the Legacy Challenge, the Sunday Challenge goes, uh, doesn't look bad. Uh, I think it was great. There's four Delver in the top 32, so spoilers there. That's probably right where it should be. Oh, I mean, I'd it's, love- it's one four, then a bunch of threes and twos, and uh, this other category has seven. So yeah. unless that unless MTG Goldfish has just decided to stop categorizing Delver as Delver because it put in one card that changed it. It'd be pretty funny. That would be hilarious, but I don't think that's the case. All right, let's, uh, let's rapid fire these. Yep. So we got five color Zenith uh, with Leo Fa winning. Um, this is Yorion build. Um, meat pie. Yeah, this is meat pie. Basically, it's it's uh, Dark Bant with Pyroblast and Omnath. Mm-hmm. Five color. I mean... 17 creatures ranging from zero mana Dryad Arbor to six mana prime time. Yeah. So, again, we've seen this quite a bit. A little technical glitch there, but we're back. Uh, so, going over the meat pie list, uh, doesn't look like we this has anything we haven't seen before. Um, sideboard looks pretty standard. Yeah, I don't even see anything, like, innovative, like, really yeah. in the creature suite. So Just the one life from the loam, like, which, again, that's standard, but... Yeah, yeah. you gotta get that sweet wasteland value. Yeah, and I'm obviously it works because uh i won a challenge so coming up next we've got blue red delver uh this is the ledger shredder variant mm-hmm. so we got four drc four ledger shredder four murktide um two blasts in the main yeah two blasts nothing two, new yeah uh, two counterbalance in the main so in the ma- main that's that makes sense though with the ledger shredder you're playing yeah. that more mid-range style delver deck uh yeah. you're bringing in more counterbalances into the main uh, gives you a better fighting chance in those mid-range battles. Yep, and even without um, all the tools to pay off, like with uh, like top and whatnot that it had back in like blue-white miracles. I know this is going way back. Like you still have plenty of 
uh, ways to manipulate the top of your deck. Yes, yeah. And really, this isn't the only thing you want to do, but all you got to do is just put a card there that costs one, and yep. you get so much value off of just that. Well, I mean, realistically, when you're playing Murktide, does any spell that doesn't cost one matter? Right. Because all you care about is swords. Pretty much. Swords I mean, and blasts. Swords and blasts, yeah. Like, when you resolve your Murktide, the only thing you care about is keeping one drops on top of your deck for the rest of the game so that their blast can't resolve and their sword can't resolve. And then you just win with Murktide because it's an 8-8 with flying. Like, that's yeah. that's kind of how I see using counterbalance. It's obviously you can get tons of value in the mid-game and you can get, like, good grindy value out of it. But you can also just, like, work it, to a spot where you can slam it mm-hmm. and then get to where you can get a one drop on top or a couple one drops. And now they can't resolve and just answers slam your to your threat. Yeah. And be like, okay, well, you can't touch my Murktide with anything in your deck for three turns, and shockingly, by then you'll be dead. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong there. So next up, again, we've talked about blue-red to death. Yep. So, uh, Selesnia Depths, um, that just reminded me, what's this Planeswalker? It's like Minsk and somebody else. Minsk and Boo. Minsk and Boo, and that other card, I can't remember, the... The like whenever a player casts a spell, you yeah. roll a dice. That thing, it's maddening a curse. hex. Maddening hex. It's like one red red. Those I believe are being being put into treasure chests. Yeah, There's, those are. I saw that on Reddit today. They are on. Uh, it's a big thing. It's like a big win for what it is. It's a big win for like content creators because they complained enough, and I'm not mad they did. They complained enough and got it on. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, it should it to me it's it's ridiculous that MTGO doesn't have every card printed on it, even the new ones. Yeah, that's well, like that's I, get what I, mean. the, I get that. I get like, oh, like the 30 years ago, those cards, but like even the new ones we don't have. Well, even then, so let's for argument's sake say they're 30 year old cards, right? MTGO has been around since the 90s. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, had time. you've had time to put these cards. You should have everything in your old catalog on there by just by now, just mm-hmm. because. And then, like, part of developing a set, in my opinion, should be putting it on MTGO and putting it on Arena. Yeah. It's absurd that it's 2022, Wizards is a billion, or Wizards makes uh, They're a billion dollar company. basically an infinite amount of money. Yeah. And we're like, hey, can we get two cards that are very key to the format just yep. put in? They're very good. They're very good cards. This isn't like, oh, we need some obscure card from yeah. we don't, whatever. We don't, we don't have every bear on Arena or on right. MTGO. It's like, no, Maddening Hex is a really they're good card. seeing very real play in paper. Yeah. And when the paper, there's already enough, there's already enough forces that want to disjoint paper and online play mm-hmm. uh the last thing we need is additional ones where this well this card doesn't exist in this format so yep. now the formats aren't the same so that just i say that because from what i understand minsk and boo gets played in different land builds or whatever it's a very good planeswalker right it's a very and, good card and maddening hex is really good against delver and it's, i mean it's good in delver and against delver but yeah i saw celestia depths and i was like hey minsk and boo yeah that just popped up in my head so celestia depths piloted by dn solver uh, anything new you see here, Jake? We've we've dropped been red. a while since we've seen it's it. Yeah. Not, uh, it's well, not. Well, the red was not, just for yeah. It's the not blast. Naya. Like it's yeah. it's actually well, we always we always jokingly called it yeah. Naya. It's not Naya. There's no red blast in this. There's mind break traps on the side instead. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, no. This is your this is eight rot or what we were calling it. I think eight rot or twelve rot because you've got uh four neither reliquary, four elvish reclaimer, and four crop rotation. And yeah. this is kind of a step back a month or two. A couple, maybe three or four months back to a traditional eight or twelve rot deck where yep. you're just you're maximizing on crop rot effects to uh, be powering out on top of just tons of like useful lands, depths and thespians. Yeah, and doing it multiple times. Uh, next up, 
We've got eight cast instead of eight raw. Matt, there's a problem. We're on our fifth deck, I think, fourth deck, and we haven't had any doubles. I know. It's kind of a good sign. What's going on in Legacy? We I, leave for a week. Maybe people just got bored. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be fair, I bet you that's actually a, a factor. Like, it's got to be. How many times can you, quote, sleeve up the same deck every week and not just be like, I'm just going to play something else? Yep. Now, variance is a thing, and I'm not saying it's not. Sometimes Delver's just going to lose and going to have a bad week. It does. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen those. Like, we'll see what's going on. Yeah. We'll see going forward. But it's, it's, every time it's a nice breath of fresh air. To it see is. That, it's nice to talk about eight different decks yeah, in the top eight. A diverse metagame and not a ton of Delver. Yeah. So, again, we've been talking about eight casts since its inception. Uh, Unfortunately, we are not seeing a lot of, like, tons of new brews right now. But yeah, no, just a bunch of just, yeah, the but, standards are back. Like, like the tier no, twos. Nothing has come out yeah. for months. Um, at least it's really shaken up the meta. Yeah. I mean, like, well, Streets of New Capena was the first, was the last set. And Streets of New Capena came out, like, three months ago. They did, they didn't have, we didn't have a summer set this, a summer set this year. Didn't they have, I thought they had the D&D Commander set. Wasn't that after that? Was that after? I think so. Okay, maybe, but that's that suck dick. Well, that's what I mean. Like, there, there hasn't been, there, there like, was almost nothing good in that. Yeah, like, if we've had one set in the last three or four months, it's been bad. Yeah. And then the well then the, there was a uh, their masters thing but that's a reprint set yeah that's just a reprint set yeah so no new cards to be fair I wish I'd love it if we went a year in legacy with no new cards yeah that'd be in my opinion great that'd be a step in the right direction yeah. if if the yeah if the meta wasn't shaken up by piles of new cards as often right but I like I still get back to the little the good old days where it's like hey it's been six months and we found two cards that are kind of legacy playable yeah. As opposed to Modern Horizons. Hey, it's been... Here's a new set of decks. Yep, here's a new set of decks. Here's new reanimator targets. Here's new Delver threats. Here's new um, eight cast cards. Yeah. Archon of Cruelty's all over Modern. It's so good. It's, it's everything people are trying to... It's the only card people are trying to cheat out. Cheating to play. It's yeah. and, th and they have Emrakul. <laughs> I know. That's what's nuts about yeah, it. I know. Anywho, um, back to uh, eight cast. Uh, this is more like six cast, technically. But... Yep. Point still stands. I appreciate that my berating you from four months ago has carried over. Yep. Um, the number of Leyline of the Voids that I've been seeing in sideboards is ridiculous. It's because it's a Delver card. I know. Leyline of the Void is Delver tech. And now. also hits. So yeah, it and hits everything all else. Your com it still hits the same yep. combo decks. It just also now is very good against Delver. Yep. So why wouldn't you run it? Um, which makes me happy because as an Elves player, that my sideboard go starts with four Leyline of the Void. Yep. And then wherever else I need to go from there, I'm fine with. But four Leyline of the Void is how I start. Uh, we also have one unlicensed hearse in the main. Doesn't surprise me given that it's an artifact deck and that's a very good graveyard artifact hate. Um, and a threat, which is... Unlicensed hearse is a fantastic card. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, sideboard, again, I don't see anything super new. At least as far as, like... It's been a while. I don't remember Hole Breacher being in the in the eight cast sideboards back. It's been a couple um, months since it top aided. Yeah, I I uh, I feel confident that I have seen that there. This isn't like innovation, but so it's yeah, a one of it's a one of yeah. a fifteen card sideboard. But yeah, it's 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 a it's not like super out of place. Well, when eight cast first started out, it was running the Hole Breacher. Uh, Echo of Aeons list. It was. Yep, yeah, that was like one of the original plans. Right. That was basically Plan A. 
and then it got Kappa Cannoneer, and so they ditched the combo altogether. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised to see the whole Breacher in there. Although it is, a, it's still a very good gotcha play, and you probably have plenty. You can, with all your fast mana in here, you can probably accelerate that out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So you can actually gotcha them when it would matter most. So kind of yeah. makes sense. Um, fifth place, we've got Painter. This is Red Painter with four Leyline of the Void and mm -hmm. two, three Mindbreak Trap yep. in the side. Look at all those four mana spells that cost no mana. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that's one of the most broken things you can do in Magic is not pay for not spells. Not pay for spells. Uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, still doing work. Man, we talked about that one. Seven blasts in the main, huh? Just put them all in the main. Yep. Well, and again, that's that just makes sense with this deck anyways. Oh, of course. But yeah, it's a... Uh, Ooh, Twin Shot Sniper and Bray as Apprentice. Yep. Tons of value there to be had with the Goblin deck. Bouncing them in and out of play. Yep. Goblin Welder, Goblin Engineer. Nothing Nothing new here either. Probably the newest thing here is, um, not newest, but there's no Blood Moon effects. Uh, you have four in the side, but there's no in the main. Yeah. And this is usually, this is uh, the mono red versions a lot of times usually run some kind of Blood Moon effect. Uh, Another just, A, it you, has no cost for you. Yep. Uh, and B, it's, it's effectively a one card sideboard that also is priced into where you want to be casting your spells anyways. Yeah. So it's but, very I mean, easy to drop it on turn two in the stack. It looks pretty simple that we just replaced it with a Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Yeah. And we were, well, it's interesting that we replaced a um, a stack style, a stack style card with a nice proactive card like Fable. And I will agree that Fable is just better. Fable creates a creature, which is a threat, sort of. Uh, it loots, which is great with Goblin Engineer and Goblin Welder. And it also creates treasure tokens that you can then use to the Goblin, you can Goblin Engineer and loot them away. Yeah. And like, it's so good. The only thing is the creature is at its worst probably in this deck because mm -hmm. the your light your opponent's life total is basically meaningless. Yeah, There's so not, like you get some value out of potentially. I mean, you can obviously hit the fury and that's cool. You could yeah. maybe hit well, probably your best. If thing. you can flip it, that's another thing. Oh, you mean, you, the, you mean the two I two? Mean, yeah, the two two. So you're basically yeah. paying three mana for a faithless looting to start. Yes, and that's I a think little rough. A faithless looting and a treasure token. Yeah, I mean that's. The, and you don't, you don't need to send any of the mana, just having artifacts yeah. to dump. Don't get me wrong. I get it. It's just what I was saying, though, is versus some of the other decks, especially in the other formats, that 2-2 two, two is a very real thing. Oh, yeah. And the, in this deck, it doesn't. In this, their life total is could be 1,000, and it doesn't matter. Yep. Like the 2-2. Two, two, no, their life total is usually 60. Yeah. I, again, it is a 2-2 two, two that creates more treasure tokens when it attacks. Yeah. So against certain decks, that's going to be very good. It could be a 0-2, though. Like yeah. The power of it doesn't really matter. I right. see what you're saying. Yeah. Just slightly less value in there, but still clearly enough to take the place of Blood Moon. Jesus, you see sixth place? I saw the name of it. We've what got is going? I mean, not, not, that, not, that it's a, not that it's a crazy deck for its name, but like colorless cloud post in a top eight. Yeah, I know. Well, and it's it's weird to see that it's m most of the cloud post decks I've seen. I know colorless exists. Are mono green cloud post? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it is weird to see colorless just come out of nowhere. It's also weird to see Colorless running a Yavamaya Cradle of Growth. Well, got to get your green somehow. <laughs> In what world do you need green? Uh, let me see here. What can you even put green into? Like, it, what it does is it makes your Eye of Ugin tap for mana. But, like, what? I'm trying to see if there's anything. My first thought was Engineered Explosives, but that's not. I'm really curious if that's just like a leftover. Like if we just if that was in there for mono green, and we just changed some cards out, and we forgot to take out the Yavamaya Cradle of Growth. Well, they also have an Urborg too. I I bet you you're right that it's just it makes uh, uh, Ugin tap for mana. Yeah, I guess. Like, that's funny. Sorry, yep. that's just funny to me. I guess in fairness, what it also does 
is it also does let your ancient tomb produce mana without hurting you. Yeah. And I guess and that is a very relevant thing that I don't think about very often, but um, it does come up quite a bit where when you start having two and three ancient tombs to start your game off, you get down to like 10 pretty quick. Yeah. And towards the end of the game, you've got plenty of lands. You just can't use them. Mm-hmm. So that's actually probably what And the curve for. on this is pretty high. So like you actually do need to be using your soul yeah. lands throughout the game. And, and that's part of the power of this deck is to go turn two, pay four mana. Like that's, yeah. that's the mm-hmm. point of what we're doing. But once, if you do get stuck and go to turn six or seven, you need to have the ability to cast spells without paying eight life a turn. Ugh. Ugh. I'm so disappointed. I had I just glanced at it. Eye adepts. What are we doing talking about the same deck? That's that's only seven of the top eight being different. Could you decks. imagine just have if it just regularly talk about a deck twice in one top eight? I know, right? I uh, mean, it is Naya though. They did put some red yeah, blast. Yeah, it's pyroblast got red blast, pyroblast in the side. I'm sure the sideboard's probably slightly different if we break it down. But uh, I'm just making. I'm just looking for any major differences. I don't see any. Yep. Um, eight, uh, twelve rot. Yeah, it's it's got the twelve crop rotations. So, other than that, I think this is pretty much the same deck. Looks pretty similar. Yeah, and then last but not least, rounding out the top eight, we've got Jeskai Stoneblade, and this is actually Stoneblade. Mm-hmm. We got Delver, Stoneforge Mystic, and Ethereal Forager. I would like to petition this. This cannot be called Stoneblade. There's no uh, blades in it. What blade is there, Matt? Uh, I mean, Batterskull has like. And Gita doesn't look sharp. I get. You know what? <laughs> Cal- Cauldron, Cauldron has a Cauldron has a blade. Yeah, I mean it is. Cauldra has Cauldra has a sword. Yep. What no. part of the body of this? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is yeah, like it's this is like legit yeah. stone blades. Like I said, ethereal forager. What is I'm going excited. on there? So that to me was what I replaced. This sounds like an eternity ago when I was playing blue or, blue red delver in the Oko Dreadhorde Arcanist days, yep. and they banned Dreadhorde Arcanist. Yep, I replaced Dreadhorde Arcanist with Ethereal Forager. Yeah. It, that, that card is very good. Similar it's, but worse thing. Yep, it's it's very good, and yep. that's one of the things that drove me nuts with Merktide is I'm like they already have a good card that does that effect. Uh-huh. Why does it need to be even better? Let's you get like bonus utility out of those art. Uh, those and he's perfectly reasonable too. Yep, he's a three three. He has to attack to get, but when he attacks, he's basically drawing you some of your best cards again. Right. And then they were like, "You can have that for like three months. Here's a new one." Yeah. And he, the problem with Merktide, he doesn't do anything interesting. He just beats you to death. He does something really interesting, Matt. He ends the game in two turns. I don't personally think ending the game is interesting at all. Not when you do it like that. (laughs) (laughs) There's no finessing a scalpel into to to find the line. You just grab a fucking sledgehammer and bash yeah. your way through your opponent. Like, Ethereal Forager is incredibly interesting. Yep. Like, just the design of it. Like, you only get the cards back that you dealt away. Like, one, he has one to at attack, a time. One at a time. So, like, there's some choice there. He's a flying whale. So, if you're a, a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fan, you'll like that, too. Like, he's great. And then they're just like, nope, you'd just rather have a 7-7 for two than... Yeah, that which course. is obvious. Like, Absolutely, I would. Why do I need to draw extra cards if you're dead? Can it get bigger later? Uh, if you're flashing back giant growth, <laughs> sure. Because that's my yeah. my eight eight also gets bigger later. Yes. Yeah. If the game goes long and I get to cast a second one, it just gets huge. But yeah, I mean, this is it's Stoneblade, uh, Brainstorm, Ponder, Pis- Prismatic Ending, Pyroblast, Spell Pierce, Swords, Days, Expressive Iteration, which is going to be in almost every deck like this. Yep. Cards obnoxious, force of negation, force of will, batter skull, cauldra, and lands. So yeah, just only, in case only, we have, we haven't really covered this one very much. The only much. blades we're running here are basically our two living weapons that just come in and come in as a creature, which yep. is ideal. That's the that's the best way to do it. In my opinion, yes. When you're like 
they really pressure life totals more than the swords. Mm-hmm. And they're very much a like, hey, I'm going to pay two mana. The the thing I like about them, and it's kind of good and kind of bad, is when you play in Stoneforge, a lot of times, like if you get up, if you search out a GTA, Stoneforge is just kind of a card your opponent can ignore going yeah. forward. With Batterskull, it, it, it allows them to kill the Stoneforge mm-hmm. and stick it into your hand, but it also kind of forces them to. Yeah. And so since you have some other threats here, Stoneforge can often like eat a bolt yep and then and keep your delver alive and you can keep putting pressure and then you still have the batter skull or the culture in your hand yeah it quickly becomes a must kill when you get one yeah. of those now that the downside of that is when you get the it read, allows it, them to kill it yeah when you get three they have removal right it's you know i don't know obviously they decide it's not worth it but maybe you kind of want one cheap thing where like you get the read where it's like oh well, hey, they do have gta in the side and that's i guess that's true that's true yeah, yeah. that's like so, my, my opponent's a lot, of, a lot of removal or they definitely have removal i don't i mean i want my stone forest to still draw me a card not stick a cauldron in my hand yeah and the cool thing is is especially in this deck you go turn one like volcanic delver pass yeah no one reads no one reads turn two tundra Stone Stoneforge. Forge. Yeah, nobody reads So that they're going to bolt the Delver, Yep. kill it while they can, maybe try to get your days out or whatever, you know, whatever their opponent's got in mind, and then you just follow it up with uh, Stoneforge Mystic? Yeah. So I hope you have another answer, yep. or you're going to lose, like, very Soon. quickly, because I'm about to drop a Cauldre Complete on your face next turn, mm-hmm. and uh, if Sorry. I remember correctly, it has haste. Yeah, punching for five. <laughs> so uh, Stoneforge, to me, is, like, probably one of the more fun it's, I hate to call it a Delver variant because mm-hmm. it kind of presumes the case a little bit, but for lack of a better term, a Delver variant, it's the, yeah. one of the more fun ones. It's a little slower, but yeah. it plays a little bit more of a longer game, obviously, but like it just has more interaction. They're, the threats are more interesting. It's just crazy to think how powerful Stoneforge Mystic is, and it's a hundred percent power crept out of the format. Pretty much, like I, you, mean, I mean, you can do stuff with it for sure, but like that's a like holy cow, Stoneforge Mystic. There's no death and taxes in this top thirty-two. <laughs> rough like delver is 21.7 percent of the meta on mtg goldfish again that's where we get our data so take that with a grain of salt and there's not one death and taxes list in this top 32 <laughs> where have all Crazy. the thalia's gone why would you play thalia yeah two mana buys you a lot more than a than two a... one first strike <laughs> yes it absolutely does yeah like fiend artisan you could absolutely <laughs> play fiend artisan <laughs> oh you mean the new stock elf list yeah, no I don't want to throw shade at anybody. I've looked at a couple of those lists. Uh, I'll mention it just because I'm the elves guy. Um, I would take that with a grain of salt. Like to me, I don't really, I've played Fiend Artisan before. The card is deceptively bad. It looks really good. And it's one of those, like in theory, it's cool. If you untap with it in five mana, sure. It can be a interesting green sun slash natural order hybrid. Don't forget. You guys spend those five mana on your turn, Matt. Yeah, I I know. Believe me. So my experience with Fiend Artisan was playing it in my Marin deck, which is kind of a, it's not a hundred percent typical, but it's a it's a Marin deck, so it's a graveyard deck, and it's got a toolbox thing in it. And Fiend Artisan is so slow, and it's slow in EDH. Like the number of times where I've just been like Fiend Artisan, that's what I have, and then I play it. And then it pass, 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 pass. Okay, cool. Now that I played my Fiend Artisan, now I got to pay five to seven yep. more mana to get anything worth I can getting. Spend my entire turn. I'd say it's a good tutoring's good. And I, what I was saying about it is, and I'm not knocking anyone for saying this deck's good. Maybe it's good. I, it, it could be very good. It's put, it's been putting up numbers. This guy kind of, but it, but it sprung up 
like a week and a half, two weeks ago, and uh, people are talking about how it's the new stock list, and I just politely disagree with that. I think it's too new to be a stock list. It's a new hotness, and it's a, you, get, you get a ton of brewer's advantage with it. Um, so for perspective, this is a list. I didn't see it in this week's challenge. I'm not saying it's not there, but I didn't see it. But for reference, I'll pull up a list that I got put up in our Discord, something similar to this, where it's an elf list. You have um, no glimpse of nature. You've trimmed on things like uh, what's the three minute? What's tap add three? What's tap add three? Tap three elves, add three elves. Heritage, oh, heritage you, you, you know, heritage druids. So you're running like four Alasaur Shepherd. Uh, you're running four Elvish Reclaimers. That all makes sense. You've got two Fintorn Elves, three Llanowar Elves. You got your Whitewood Symbiote still. Then you've got uh, a Collector Oaf. You got your Elvish Visionaries, four of them. You have three Once Upon a Times and four Fiend Artisans. And then wrapping out the top of it, you've got an Endurance, a Grist, you got some Natural Orders, you got four Green Suns, and a single Crater Hoof. And that's the deck. Yeah. You lose a lot. You don't. You don't have any Nettle Sentinels. You don't have any Glimpse of Natures. Uh, you don't have any Heritage Druids. Like you. You don't have tons of huge mana advantage. You don't have tons of huge explosiveness, and you don't have tons of huge like amounts of speed. You're a lot uh, wider. You're a lot higher CMC in general. Although you have a lot more mana dorks, I guess. But like not, I just uh, to be perfectly honest, not really. Because the fact of the matter is, is Llanowar Elves is a very good dork yeah. on turn one and turn two. But by then, Heritage Druid produces way yeah. more mana. No Birchlore Rangers either. Yeah, it's 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 a good it it, it it I'm not I can obviously it's a good deck. It's been doing well. People that are good at the deck are doing well. What I'm saying is, this is not the new this is not new to Elves yet. This is a new cool deck that has a lot of brewers advantage because if I sat down to play somebody and they open up with a traditional elves opener, I'm going to play that game a lot differently than I would play against this deck. And that's where I think a lot of the advantage is coming from is no one's playing against this deck correctly because, oh, they're on elves. Even if you open up with Land of War Elves, they'd be like, oh, you're playing a bad elves deck, but you're playing elves. And this just plays differently than an elf deck. You're not looking for that huge explosive turn. You're looking for grinding a lot more value. Um, getting into a mid to late game and getting able to slam that crater hoof in a much more stabilized position as opposed to, hey, it's turn three, glimpse of nature, glimpse of nature, draw my deck, play my deck, crater hoof. The, my approach on this, just as far as whether or not like, it's going to be a long-term thing, I don't know. The fact that it had success for two weeks, Elves is the fourth most played deck in the format, which means... It's probably pretty good, and the fact of the matter is you can tweak a lot of things in a very powerful deck and still have a pretty good deck, Mm -hmm. and they haven't changed anything. Like, it hasn't pivoted to the point where they're like, I'm going to try out Brainstorm, where they're like, it's still a very proactive plan. They're just trying to do it in a different way. The angle of attack is different, but it's still a very much, I'm going, it's an aggressive deck. So a lot of the cards in there are still going to be doing, in general, what they should be doing. Yeah, It's not like you're trying to, you know, drop a land war elf and then play defense right you're spending that mana to kill your opponent yep so like you can overcome some of the fact that and these cards aren't necessarily going to be ideal one now, of the one of the things people talked about is like you're getting a better delver matchup and that might be possible and if you look at the sideboard the sideboard's very delver oriented you've got two snuff outs in this list you've got uh, some with, mind break traps you've got the three more endurance so a full four of on endurances so you can really shut delver down you've got those snuff outs that are great for handling um the murktide regent i've even seen a lot of these lists they're start, they're running shriek maw because you can fiend artisan for shriek maw you can also once upon a time for shriek maw to get just some more good removal so like that, that the argument i've heard a lot of people say is that it it boosts your delver matchup and delver is the most prevalent deck and that's maybe why it's really hot right now yeah see i just looking at the list, I don't see what makes it better against Delver 
And the fact of the matter is you can run all those sideboard cards and every sideboard card you listed was ran by traditional elves three weeks ago. So <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, I know I'm it's we're getting a little saucy in the discord. I know. No, I mean the discord. Like, yeah, we're just kind of going back and forth and being like, this is because in, in uh, everyone's defense and Jameson's defense and Emperor's defense, the elves players are running this Aaron relentless. Uh, I mean, like. Uh, Newton's running it. I don't know. That's a uh, decent from the Legacy Pits running it. This is the list a lot of people, these people are running. And these people know elves better than I do. But I maintain that a, a list that came out like two weeks ago isn't the new elf list. It's a fun hotness. It's a new toy. Well, the, the fact of the matter is, is like elves wasn't not having success before this. I mean, they top eight regularly. Reg- basically once yeah. a week minimum. Elves between been, Saturday elves and Sunday. Elves been in a pretty good spot lately. Like... It's Delver matchup. I've seen a lot of people. There's there's been some data to say that it hasn't that the Delver matchup isn't very good, isn't as good as it used to be mm-hmm. with uh, elves. That may be true. Um, I the data didn't convince me. I've played the matchup before, including this matchup. And the fact of the matter is, I honestly kind of wonder how people lose to Delver when you're playing elves. Like, I mean, you can get screwed. Yeah. But like, if you're not an idiot, that matchup's not hard. Now the Jeskai matchup sucked because they had a million pieces of removal, yeah. and that was obnoxious. What four plows and probably two prismatic endings? Well, at the time they were running f- like four plows, a bunch of bolts, a bunch of prismatic endings, like, and then you bring oh, yeah. stuff in from the side too, where it's just like, okay, well that's kind of annoying. Yeah, you 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 can just answer elves one for one if you answer the correct elves and just really handicap you the can. deck. And and that's well that's how a lot of people approach the matchup and to be fair that's the way you should approach it in a lot of depending on what you're playing mm-hmm. like just going I'm gonna kill all your good ones and then you're left with you know a heritage druid and a wirewood symbiote okay now again you have to ignore the fact that some most of the time killing wirewood symbiotes there but what I'm going is you're left with a an elf and an insect yeah. and they don't do anything yep. except your elf your insect protects your elf which doesn't do anything yeah. you can. Like when you understand the elf deck, you can pick it apart. You can absolutely pick it apart. And that's how you do it. But like blue red Delver in general, in my opinion, doesn't have the tools to do that. Yeah. Now I could be wrong there. Maybe I'm just a lot of times you're just faster. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just you. I don't know. Maybe I've never had any issues with it. That matchup. I don't, but just we're just we're just having a little fun at the expense yeah. of our patrons. No. Remember, guys, come be our patrons so we can throw shade at you now, personally. In my defense. I just was clued into this conversation. Yeah, I, yeah, it's mostly me. I'm the one yeah. who's throwing shade on there. I just, to me, I played with Fiend Artisan, and the card is mediocre at best. I could see it as a one-of, but to be fair, the card I'm far more interested in is the pseudo-glimpse on a stick, which I think would be a much better one-of in Elves than Fiend Artisan. So you're saying that you would rather have Glimpse of Nature than Fiend Artisan? Yes, okay. 100%. We got on the, we, on the record. And the funny thing is, I'm not even like the Glimpse guy. I personally prefer Natural Order. It's just, it's a lot, in my opinion, natural order is the more stable victory. It's a little bit higher risk because you had to kind of go all in. But oh. if you're good at reading your opponent, you yeah. know when to go all in and then it just wins you the game. Yeah. Yeah. So anywho, that's a little TLDR. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, let's see. We already kind of went over the metagame summary. We got four Delvers, three Depths, three Control, two Blue Sun Zenith. Uh, bunch of twos and ones. Bunch of twos and ones. The whole meta, uh, I'm, I don't want to go through it, but I'd be curious as what these others are. There's a lot of like, 
just weird crap on here. We have a five color list. We have a Grixis yeah. list. We have a uh, Jess. We have a couple of Jeskai lists that don't like categorize well. Yeah. We did have a Simic list. Uh, another, and then we had a Bant list. Like so, I'm not looking at all these lists. We're gonna kind of wrap this up with a little yeah. quacker, a little quicker, but and quacker and quacker, quicker and quacker. Anywho, um, most played cards: Force of Will, Brainstorm, Ponder, Swords, Expressive Iteration. So there's your Delver and those then those Jeskai lists. Yep. Um, top creatures: Murktide, DRC, Elvish Reclaimer. Oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's the depths card because yeah. elves has only got uh, elves is two, uh, and then a delvers of secrets and endurance. So, delver hate is one of the top five cards. It shouldn't come as any surprise, but it's it's correct. Irritating. Uh, top spells: force of will, brainstorm, ponder, swords, expressive iteration. Force of will is only in sixty six percent of decks. Only. That's crazy. Yeah, that that simic deck was a it's a paradigm shift Thassa's oracle deck. That's kind of funny. Kind of cool. That's a cool list. It's it's a, it's a cool that's a cool win win condition to paradigm shift your deck away and then uh, Thassa's Oracle for the win. Yeah, like Ice Fang, Kawaddle, and crap. Sorry. I wish paradigm shift wasn't so expensive. Yeah, I think it's like hundred bucks, isn't it? I think it's reserve list. No, it's it's about uh, this is saying four of would cost fifty bucks. Oh, they I thought it's only I, like twelve. I think they used to be a bit quite a bit more expensive than because I thought about getting my wife into. Uh, Merfolk, and one of the cool things Merfolk had was it had a paradigm shift side win, so you could totally just Merfolk your opponent to death, or you could paradigm shift Dasa's Oracle, which yeah. is really cool. Yep, and that's a fun way to win. It is just like tap four, gone. Yep. I'm gonna put my great. I'm gonna take these four cards in my graveyard, and make them my deck, and then I'm gonna play as Thassa's Oracle, and I have four other Merfolk, so my devotion is twelve. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say all I need is a Lord of Atlantis at that yep. point. <laughs> Cool. Alrighty, let's hop over to Modern and let's wrap this up. So, Modern on Sunday, bringing it home, Minist 110 with Azorius Hammer Time, one of the cheapest decks in the format right now. Uh, a interesting uh, change this week. So, instead of running Spell Pierce in the main, we do have it in the side, we actually brought in a single Teferi Time Raveler. Uh, I think that's a really interesting way to try and play this. So, we're definitely a much slower strategy. Uh, anytime if you're gonna be if you're gonna be playing a game where you're playing Teferi, you're a much slower hammer time list. But it does prevent your blowout potential, and that's obviously a hammer time. Like hammer time just presents the biggest blowouts because you're putting one or two or three in, uh, equipments onto a single card, and sometimes a lot of times those in, uh, equipments are almost impossible to move around. So you know when you have the uh, pure steel palette and you're living the dream. But most of the time, you're bringing that in off of a Cigar to Zade. Yeah, so the Colossus Hammer gets automatically equipped. If yes. you want to move it, it costs eight. Exactly. It's unmovable. And so, you know, you attack with your Thopter. Which is a good flavor win, by the way. What? That's unmovable. Like, once oh. you give it to some good, like, yeah. we can't just yeah. give it, this it, it, to it, anyone else. It doesn't just move around. It's, col- have a, it's colossal. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. But that's your little blowout, where you've committed your hammer. Basically, that ETB is what you're winning with, and... Solitude's the classic. They just solitude it away, and you're kind of up shit creek. So having the option to bring Teferi in, uh, prevent that. On top of Teferi also answers a lot of hate pieces. It also, it answers, Teferi answers almost anything for three mana, in a temporary fashion especially. So that's kind of interesting. It's just a one of, but it's a very... Uh, very different style of card than we see in these decks. Beyond that, the list looks pretty stock. We do have three Ornithopter, no Memnites, for what that's worth. And then one Paradise Mantle. Uh, we have four Hammers. And then for our uh, Stoneforge package, we have one Nettlesist and one Cauldra's. Second place, uh, probably the big cat of the format, Yorion Four Color Omnath. 
Uh, sometimes these bounce into a fifth color. They add the black. This one hasn't. So we've got uh, 19 creatures, so definitely that lower to mid-level of creatures, and then 19 spells with one Ephemerate, but three Elodomery's Call. So you're going to be able to find what you need when you need it. There is an Eternal Witness Ephemerate package in here. I didn't look, actually. Is there an extra turn spell? I don't There's see not. one. So you know the extra turn spell combo, but you do have Eternal Witness Ephemerate, which gets you an additional card every turn. Because it buys itself back. So you can be getting oodles of advantage from the graveyard if time is of no concern to you. Uh, beyond that, though, I don't see anything in here that's particularly new. Oh, Seeking mm-hmm. Seiju. I did finally pick up my full or my borderless alter, whatever, my alternate art yeah. uh, foil Beseju for Tati over the other day. I was pretty yep. excited about that. But I don't see anything here that's uh, outside of stock. Third place, a deck that we don't see as often, Rakdos Midrange. Uh, I was talking to Emperor a little bit on the Discord. So this is the about, scam. Uh, let me see real quick. Yeah. So scam is basically defined by yep, grief, fury, and all the undeaths, all yeah. the rebirths, all the. It's actually really close to that deck I was building when I first was getting into modern. I was gonna build a Stoneforge grief ephemerate list, and it ran a couple of those like Malakir rebirth and mm-hmm. undying evils, and it just like that deck just kind of sucked. It just didn't do like I. Cauldra isn't enough to base your deck off of. Is basically what it boils down to. Like getting a turn two Cauldra isn't enough. To, or turn three college, it doesn't win the game enough. Yeah. Or hardly at all. So I pivoted into Reanimator. But Our this, kind of Cruelty wins the game. It sure as shit does. And even <laughs> if you do it on turn three, it's still... I guess it's the same. Yeah, you could either plan well, on... The great thing about Archon is it doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't. No, it, it, it cleans... Cauldron needs to be fast. It has to. Yeah. And even when it... It gets outraced plenty often. Uh, but this list, so it's called Scam. I think it's called Scam because you're kind of like... It's... You're kind of... I don't... Actually, I don't know, because I'm trying to remember. I was watching uh, Aspiring Spike play a bunch of this, and I remember him saying a couple like, oh, it's called Scam because of this. It's called Scam because I think he gave like six different definitions of why it's called Scam. I have no idea why. Probably because it feels like you're cheating. But the point of it is, you have a Rakdos deck, a Rakdos mid-range deck. So you have things like Ragavan, Dothy, Crocus, Season Pyromancer. But the Scam part of it, you get these four Griefs and four Furies that you're going to be pitching into the field. So you're going to be evoking them. And then running things like Undying Malice, Undying Evil, Malakir Rebirth, to give them undying or basically some fashion of when it dies, come back. So you get insane amounts of value when you can, you know, turn one grief, Malakir Rebirth, bring it back. You know, you got, you've got a double thought seize on turn one and a 3-2 Menace. It's probably a little better in most matchups to be able to get that Fury off because especially if you can give it undying. So think about, you know, you pitch a Fury in, kill two of their things, give it undying, it comes back in, kills their other two things, and now you have a 4-4 with double strike. Yeah. So... That's kind of what the deck is built on. And then in the main board, you've got tons of removal with things like Terminate, Knight's Whisper, Culligan's Command. Uh, you have all those Undying-style spells. Uh, a couple of Blood Moon to help lock, to help uh, slow the game down or lock decks out. Really punish those four-color decks for having a super greedy mana. And then one Liliana of the Veil just to prove it's still playable. Be playable Pioneer. I know. I'm so uh, glad I have five of those. DC, at, uh, at he is so excited to play I Liliana. Bet. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fourth place, another Azorius Hammer Time list. So we've got four Ornithopter, no Mem Knights again. Uh, no Teferi. Basically, have the spell, we have a Spell Pierce back in that slot. A couple of Steel Shaper Sifts and Blacksmith, or Steel Shaper Gift, Blacksmith Skills. Uh, our Stoneforge package here is just the Cauldra Complete. Uh, I guess and a Shadow Spear, technically, but. And the Hammers, I mean. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. It, the Hammers yeah. are a given. Uh, the Shadow Spear is usually a given with the Urza Saga package, and then usually you have. Two, maybe three Stoneforge, I guess, additional swords. Yeah. This one we've just got the Cauldra coming in. Hashtag unbanjite. 
Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I don't want Jitae. Like, it's like I don't really care, I guess, as much. Jitae wouldn't really bother me a whole ton in my the way I play. But no, I don't keep Jitae. Jitae is one of those cards that I would love to see unbanned if we could like create like a over here there's modern with GTA yeah. and over here there isn't and let's see what happens let's see what happens but yeah. it's not something i would just unleash on the it actual needs, modern format it needs to be like a like a one month event not to mention tribal decks don't need to also have to deal with GTA <laughs> what tribe what there there are what tribal decks in modern what, that's exactly my point <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> tribal modern horizons too maybe Anyway, uh, nothing else really in here. Uh, a couple Giver of Runes, those are pretty standard, but nothing in here that's unexpected. In fairness, one Teferi Time Laver on the side. So Teferi Time Laver seems to be maybe picking up steam in that Hammer Time list, whether it's in the main or the side, but still just one. Fifth place is our Cascade deck. We've got Living End this week. Uh, Living End is going to Living End. We don't have a big turtle. Do we have four? So we don't even have, we have four Grief. We don't have four Subtlety. Those are in the side. Those are in the side, but we do have the Griefs in the main uh, nothing else though. I mean, look at this sideboard. Four subtlety, you don't pay for. Yep. Four more ley lines. Yep. You don't pay the sanctity for sanctity and the void. Uh, two each, but no yep. pay for them. And then two force of vigors. Not paying for don't those. Pay for like, Mystical dispute. I mean, I get it's cascade, so that they need to be in those that four mana slot. But it's just like, really, we just don't pay for spells anymore, nope. do we? If we can't avoid it. But nothing else uh, particularly noticeable in that four-color living end deck. Sixth place, we've got uh, this Murktide isn't Murktide list that's just been ravaging, except for this challenge, really. But for the last like couple months, is it has been kind of ravaging uh, modern, which there's some really interesting data that came out that we talked about. We're like, on the numbers, it isn't the best performing deck. It just is like really, really popular. It isn't like a bannable win rate. It isn't a bannable anything. It just is really, really, really popular. People have a lot of fun playing it. Uh, three DRC, four Ragavan, two Ledger Shredder, three Murktide, and one Snappy Boy. Snapcaster Mage making a comeback. Glad to see you. I love that card. I was There's a spoiler that came out. It's like some saga for Modern that uh, Spike was talking about playing in Reanimator. It's the one where it's one in a blue, and when it comes in, you can play a two-mana spell, a one or two-mana instant sorcery from your hand for free. You can chapter two's mill target player mills four, and then chapter three is you get to basically play a card from your graveyard. Yeah, instant or sorcery. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, like it really is cool to get like all those are cool, and then it's the ability to play stuff from your graveyard is really nice to get access to those uh, reanimation spells again." And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I've been playing two Snapcaster in my reanimator deck for a long time." Because Snapcaster's awesome, where you can go like, "I'm gonna reanimate my whatever my Archon, Counter either spell. the tutor or the yeah." Uh, oh, I spell. got countered. Okay, next turn. I'm going to play Snapcaster, and I'm going to reanimate my Archon. <laughs> Love it. Uh, in the spell suite, you have the typical is it spells you like to see. Consider Bolt, Pierce, Unholy Heat, Counterspell, Charm, that stuff. Uh, nothing uh, too subtlety in the side. Nothing really that I'm surprised to see again. Seventh place, we have this Grixis Cruelty list. Um, this is Indomitable Creativity. And what's the other one? And Transmogrify. So three, sorry, four Indomitable Creativity, one Transmogrify, but we're down to just one or uh, one creature. We've got four Archons that we're going to be creativity into because, like Matt said, the in all of Modern, the best thing to cheat into play is just an Archon of Cruelty. It, it is. just generates so much stinking value. So you got two push in the main. You have all these things, but you have, mostly you have all these things that either uh, clear the way with things like Thought Seize, uh, protect yourself like Spell Pierce, or create stuff to sacrifice, like Prismari Command or Hard Evidence. Something these decks have kind of pivoted into is they've started running the reanimation package in it, which just kind of makes sense. 
uh, you're going to be regularly getting these Archons out and dead, or you can just be uh, looting them away with things like Tainted Indulgence, or just running Persist and... Um, um, oh, I'm sorry, we're not running... I thought I one of the lists I've seen was running the Persist and the Unmarked Grave. This isn't running Unmarked Grave. This is just getting it into the guard with other means, with things like uh, Prismari Command, it dying, which happens often enough, and uh, Tainted Indulgence. But you do have and that reanimation. And Fable the Mirror Breaker. Oh, yes, and Fable the Mirror Breaker. So you do have a couple ways to discard it if they get stuck in your hand. Because once they get in your hand, they're basically useless to transmogrify anyway. Yeah. Or transmogrify or... Well, at that creativity. point, you're basically picking, do I want to just lean more into the combo, or do I... like? What do I care more about is mm-hmm. what you're doing. So you're like, I could put in more interaction here, but do I actually care about the interaction, like interacting with my opponent, or would I rather just be, I'm getting an Archon yeah. of Cruelty just to deal with it. more ways to cheat this creature into play. This eight yeah. drop. I love and it. And the, the, the reanimate, the, the persists are particularly good. Like to me, I would consider running the persists one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the stuff that loots is going to dig you to, to your combo. Yep. But, like, having a way to just be like, yeah, you know, I got my indomitable creativity and then they just, you know, killed my dude. Yeah. It's just like, well. Um, it just happened. Like, I just have a two mana persist. He's right back. I mean, they get, uh, it gets unholy heated plenty often. Right. It dies when holy heat. It goes to the yard. It comes in, does its thing, gets some value, goes to the yard. And then you can be like, cool, untap, uh, bring it back. Can you do that again? Right. And it's just drawing cards off of it. And then lastly, we've got Boros Burn. It's good to see Burn back in the top eight. Uh, 12 Creatures, Goblin Guide, Monastery Swift Spear, Eidolon of the Great Revel. This deck is so old. So <laughs> It makes it, me so happy. I, didn't these used to run the other prowess, the one that gave negative one, negative one counters? Soul Scar Mage? Not Burn. Burn doesn't. Boros Aggro. Does. Boros Prowess. Boros Aggro yeah. did. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And then the spells, all the bolts. Like, literally all of the bolts. Count all, every bolt, all of them. <laughs> Lava Spike, Lightning Bolt, Lightning Helix, uh, Skull Crack, Rift Bolt, Skewer the Critics. Yeah, what's the correct number of bolts, Matt? Twenty-eight. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, normal things left. It likes like normal things you see on the sideboard, like rolling vortex, deflecting palms, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, this deck has not seen much change because they just don't print good burn cards anymore. Well, it's hard to when like what in it, in what way can you innovate three damage for one mana? I don't want to say that it's impossible, but that's not just lightning bolt. Yeah. But is better. Well, it also that isn't any of these right. that are just not lightning bolt. Because we've got spectacle, suspend, cost two, cost two with landfall, uh, cost two but gains three. Just to face. Yep, just to face, just to face again. Well, just to face and do four. Two colors but gain yeah. some life. Right, like two mana but you can't gain life. Yeah, that's actually one of the things I like about. I it's annoying because I play red and I would love to just have lightning bolt, but like. Pioneer. That's one of the things I like about it is a lot of the, um, a lot of the cards and there's plenty of them. Lightning Bolt's not the only one. The counter spells the same way. We're like counter spells better than every cancel. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I mean, unless can unless cancel was like draw a card for three, and even then that's I mean you got that's iffy. Ooh. Yeah. I might still prefer counter spell. Right. But, um, like counter spell really restricts design space. Yeah, but once you once so, you don't have counterspell. Once you don't have counterspell, once you don't have lightning bolt, yeah. once you don't all have those cards. Other options. Yeah. They start really fighting for each other. And you can look at the red decks in Pioneer and I run different red removal in Boros Heroic, then Red Prowess runs, then uh like Blue Red Phoenix runs. Like they all run different stuff. 
So there's like 15 different burn spells being played mm-hmm. in Pioneer. I meant to tell you, uh, yesterday DC went 3-0 with his mono green curve deck that I fucking hate. He actually beat me in the 3-0 slot. Thanks, DC. Uh, <laughs> loved losing 2-0 to him again. And then uh, one of the guys from Purdue brought Boros Prowess, or Boros Aggro, whatever, your nice. deck, yeah. and got 3-0 with it. Sweet. Yep, he did pretty well. Glad to hear it. All right. fun. Uh, let's wrap this up, and let's get on to our Patreon-only content. So we got de- metagame summary. We do have 15.5%, five decks for Tide region. A little high, but acceptable. Well, we were happy to see Delver with four, so I can't really complain yeah. about it's, one it's, more. It's, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, we do have four Hammer Time decks, 12.5%. We've got three of those Mac- Rakdos mid-range, three burn decks, and then a bunch of twos like Azorius Control, Tron, Amulet Titan. Uh, most played cards, Lightning Bolt, Ragavan, Counterspell, Esper Sentinel, Expressive Iteration. I love seeing Esper Sentinel there. Like, that's one of those that I called when it came out, when they spoiled that. And I was like, that card's fucking amazing. And everyone on the internet was like, oh, what? You're maybe going to draw one card sometimes, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't get it. Either they're <laughs> paying for it or you're drawing cards. It's amazing. Oh, well, the biggest thing is it costs one. Yeah, it costs almost nothing. It's a one mana one one that you can put shit on to make it impossible to pay. And otherwise, it's just like Rhystic Study. Rhystic Study says either it's Sphere of Resistance or you draw a card. Yeah. And it's that Both for sides one. are good. Both sides are good. Uh, top Creatures, Ragavan, Astro Sentinel, Stoneforge Mystic, Fury, and Subtlety. <laughs> Subtlety and Subtlety is over Grief. It's over... Uh, yes. It's over <laughs> Endurance. It's over Solitude. You know what I feel like right now. You won't get this, but every other nerd on the planet will. In Star Wars Episode Three, where like the Emperor finally becomes the Emperor, you've probably seen the meme where he's like unlimited power and he's like shooting lightning. Yeah, that's me. You want to talk about Esper Sentinel? Nobody fucking nope. talked about Solitude. I own four Solitudes because that was like the card's probably gonna be good someday. And, and we- it's seeing it's more played than other than Fury, any other evoke elemental in this top thirty two. Yeah. And then top spells, lightning bolt, counterspell, expressive iteration, unholy heat, and engineered explosives. Well, Matt, we're back. We're getting back in the swing of things. We're going to keep doing this. Don't worry, guys. We're not going to leave. But I don't think we have a third topic. Uh, there has been some stuff going on. There's tons of Dominaria spoilers, but we missed all that. There has been some magic news here and there with Morrow talking about design and all that. But we kind of missed out bolt on everything. It's getting kind of late. The elf is cool. The goblin's cool. Yeah, the the lords. Really, I'm really excited for the goblin, uh, the goblin lord and pioneer a lot. I love. I, I have a goblins deck that's not very good, and that's gonna make it way better. Well, you got to jump on that. The uh, the elf deck. Thanks out. Thanks to Ethan for getting me started on that. By the way, he's the one who he's the one who put that goblin deck in my head. I kind of want to start brewing an elf deck. I kind of want to start looking at. I might I might brew one up because I'm kind of eager to see what we could do with that. Uh, a nice go wide, things like because uh, there's that one elf where it's like I think it's. I think it's a two-mana elf, but it basically has whenever an elf ETBs, whenever the first elf ETBs a turn, you make a one-one off of it. And so, like, I want to do like stuff like that. I want to get, I want to go nice and wide and get a couple lords because I think Elvish Archdruid is legal. Obviously, this new elf lord is legal. I kind of want to go wide and then maybe cap off with like some Steel Leaf Champions or something like that. Yeah. But it's got me wanting to brew up an elf deck. Got to play Shaman on the pack. Sure, I don't know what it does. It's if I remember. I don't remember what set it's out of, so it might not be legal, but I think it is. I've because I've also been like reading about Pioneer. Is Overrun legal? Couldn't tell you. It'd be so cool if it was. Um I know what my finisher's gonna be. Overrun. I'm gonna cast it like it's two thousand one. Um Shaman of the Pack is overrun, but just domes them. So it's oh when an ETB's target opponent loses one life for each elf you control. Oh geez. It's yeah, a it's three mana three two. So we need to run that and we need to find some way to flicker it a bunch. Maybe maybe we'll be uh green white. 
I don't know. We'll see. But I got some fun to brew on well, that. It's, it's green black. Oh, that's green black. Yeah. Oh, so I got so now we're yeah. three colors. Oof. Yeah. From experience, three color decks are hard. Yeah. I. It, to me, it's just you just play green black. You don't flicker it. You just you cocoa into it. And that's to me that was the card we were talking about. Uh, you should play Gruel Goblins. And since this dude mm. lowers your curve a little bit, you can Co- start cocoa. You can use Kirk Skirk Prospector and this new Goblin Lord to be drawing a bunch of cards. And then after you've like, you know, sacked your tokens for mana and cards, cocoa out. Yeah. Like I think that would be an interesting thing to do. That like, might be a good idea. Coco is seriously uh, underplayed in Pioneer. In my maybe opinion. I'll start playing around with Gruel. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But Matt, was there anything else you want to talk about this week? Nope. Happy to be back. Yeah. Ready to wrap it up. It was nice to have a week off. Uh, I'm glad to be back. Um, the Discord can, you know, we're not dead. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. There was a lot of there oh, was no. a lot of fear that we had just died. Yep. I mean, like I, Matt's been kind of busy learning his new job, and I've been busy. Just hating your busy, old job. Hating my old job. <laughs> but uh final shout out to our patrons, Emperor, Rogue, Derek, Ashley, Eric, Monowolf, Ethan, CJ, Nate, Jameson. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate all the help you give us. Uh shout out to the Plain Suckers podcast, Will and Aramis. Thank you guys for helping us get started. Thank you for helping support us on this journey of our podcast. Check them out. Plainsuckerspodcast.com. They have all their stuff there, but it's twitch.tv forward slash plain suckers podcast. Uh Discord discord.com for us playing suckers podcast or playing suckers podcast for, i don't know they have a discord it's all on their website the cool thing about them you can google planes talkers and they got they're everywhere it comes up but matt is there anything i'm forgetting couldn't tell you i don't think so so you we're gonna e- go no email us at cantripcartel.com <laughs> follow us on patreon follow us on twitter all that stuff but we will see you guys next week yep have a nice night guys so i'm just gonna play my second land and I'm just going to foretell this random card that definitely you don't know what it is and I'm going to pass okay I'm going to draw my card for the turn ooh cool fight is one that's good boy Doomscar gets a lot worse <laughs> <laughs> welcome step on in to the cantrip cartel chicken match chatting meta games or slinging some spells casting ale sipping on blue soup and parting some veils glimpse of nature once upon a time they're telling the tale of the elvish visionaries on the wildwood prairies where the brainstorms of sophia some so scary so legendary queer and rangers cross the sylvan libraries when the greens and zenith would parry the clouds and turn their swords into plows let them rotate the crops abundant growth in the ground nourish the life from the loam until it flourished unbound seeds of innocence burnished all the birch lorian mounds gaia's cradle ex Hail carpet of flowers unwound. Birds of paradise sang. Tropical islands of sound. Allosaurus shepherd danced on dinosaurs stopping grounds. Jake and Matt pondered deeply all this magic they found. Through their visions, thou and serum, they saw only for how to convey these magic stories aloud to the crowds, the masses. Make the voices heard, share the truth, the magic. Through ancestral visions, they felt compelled to draw every single card with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel.